Welcome everybody to chapter 9 of Legion's Cast. I'm your host Steve Bishotti. With me today are the other two knuckleheads that come to this show. How you doing guys? Doing good. Chap chapter 9, holy cow. Yeah, yeah, we're getting Time. almost to double digits there. Time flies when you're having fun. Gosh dang lot of episodes there, what the heck. <laughs> That's right. What's going on, Pete? Not a ton, man. Just uh, recuperating yesterday. Had uh, had quite an adventure um, in, uh, in Waterdeep uh, with my D&D Adventures group. Uh, we uh, ended our last session, um, and uh, we had killed uh, three cultists that had raised a demon. So we started last night with uh, having to battle the demon. Right out of the gate, I'm impaled with a claw. Uh, took quite a bit of hit points right out of the gate, but we uh, we succeeded. And then uh, we're actually playing uh, the Harper's Guild against the Thieves Guild, Xanathar's Thieves Guild, and uh, all while running a bar and taking care of business. So it's been fun. We had a good time. How how many uh, how many people are in your group, Pete? Uh, there's six, so five players and then a DM. Who's so, the DM? Um, and uh yeah man it's been fun we it's the group actually was bigger but we actually split it into two because there was some some people just were like really into they wanted to be a little bit more tabletop style a little bit more kind of action to action you know um and one one group wanted to be more role playing this is the the more role playing group so this is a, this is you know a real good character backstories and there's a lot of um, storyline and uh, a lot of dialogue and um, and that which is which is a lot of fun. So yeah, we played for about eight hours yesterday. So it was a good time. Wow, all over Skype, all over. Uh, yeah, it was Zoom, but yep, all all virtual. So but. wow, that sounds that sounds crazy. I mean, Steve, are you amazed how far Pete has fallen down the rabbit hole of Dr Dungeons and Dragons? No, not at all. Doesn't shock you at all? Not really. Um, I don't know. You think he? I think he. I think he likes. He likes the theater aspect of this stuff, and he likes that stuff, and he he falls down rabbit holes for for periods of time. I mean, he was he did the Magic of Gathering the Gathering thing for a while, and I still play that with my kids. We still buy cards all the time. I mean, it's something he could do sitting down. Doesn't take a lot I, I of effort. It, he can eat a lot while he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, you can eat and drink the whole time, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean it's it's kinda it's kinda hard to eat a bowl of spaghettios while you're running a marathon. So <laughs> What uh what are you drinking when you play, Pete? Um, to be honest with you, uh normally whiskey. Um but we uh yesterday I actually didn't drink at all, just water. Um Cause I'm, I'm still kind of, I'm running calls with the department. I have the, I have the command car at home now. So I've been, you know, kind of listening in while we're, while we're hunting for a new chief. So, um, I haven't really drank that much at all, but yeah, normally it's whiskey and, uh, and fireball. It's a, uh, it's a group customary that if you roll a natural one that you have to do a shot of fireball. So there's that, but I've drank some interesting stuff. I've drank mead and other things that are kind of, like that would be considered D and D themed. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> so, um, absolutely gross. 
you know, need. I, this is it's, it's kind of funny to me because obviously this is all this is all kind of new to you. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously Magic the Gathering. I mean, you've been playing that for a couple of years now with your kids. But did, did do you think Mythic Legions kind of helped lead you down this road? Because you you never I mean, you you're younger than us. You're 36. Yeah. So the I almost want to say that the swords and, and sorcery movies like Conan and those kind of things. I mean, obviously, you know, you watch that, you know, through the podcasts. Do you, right. Do you... And I remember seeing those as a kid, Yeah. you know, my, you know, my, my, but it was always on TBS or whatever. So you didn't get the, the good llama scenes and that kind of stuff. But, um, I was never like, I was never excited. Like, Oh man, Conan, like it just, that was just, it was something that, Hey, my dad was watching. So we'd watch it. And, but yeah, I, I was never into the really into the fantasy stuff. And even as big of a reader as I am, it's always been very based in reality. It's always been very true crime. And I would say um, probably, you know, reading comics, kind of opening up those doors into the sci-fi fantasy realm. And then that kind of opens up the doors into the swords and sorcery. And you kind of just keep walking through the doors and end up where I am now. And it's a, it's a fun way to be social. You know, it's, it's another, it's just another excuse to get together with fun people and, and have a good time. And like I said, a lot of times have a beverage and, and just kind of unplug from the day to day. And like, you know, right now I'm playing Twaybor Inquisitor, who's a, you know, an, uh, a scorn city watch guard who was framed and, you know, is on his own now. And it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun to be able to actually be that character and, and, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good enough at this point. One of the characters uh, that's in our group is a, as a, um, lawful good cleric and he's, he can't by the rules of the fifth edition, he can't make a decision to hurt somebody. You know, he, he's, he's bound by his character selection. All my characters I've played have either been neutral or chaotic um, where, yeah, they're going to do the right thing if they can, but it really is all about them ultimately. So when you get to be a more ex- experienced player, that's how a lot of these people challenge themselves and they go, well, yeah, guess what? I would, if I was any other character that I play, I would just kick down this door with my sword and go in there and kill people. Well, my character can't do that. And it forces thinking outside the box and kind of creativity. And, um, you have to go against your kind of what your judgment is, which, um, he's really good at it. And our characters have gone round and round numerous times within the game about how to handle the situation. And a great example is last night we got attacked. We killed everybody while we're looting the place and finding all the gold and silver that we can. Um, he is tying up all the bodies and then casting a spell to save them from dying and notifying the city watch. So we killed them and he went through and saved all of them because that was the right thing that he had to do. And then he had to pray to Lavander about it, you know? So it's, it's kind of fun when you have that. It's just the ragtag cast of characters um, that should never for any reason be together that are, you know, how they, how they handle each of those journeys and the quests and the missions and all those things. So it's a ton of fun. Like I said, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, it is not, it's just like the podcast for me. It is not nearly as much fun virtual. 
I want to be in the room and everybody's rolling dice and everybody, you know, it just, it's the, this kills the social aspect of it. You know, I don't have nearly as much fun doing these shows over zoom with you guys. Um, but we'll get there. We'll weather the storm. Steve, do you, are you itching, man? Are you, do you want to play this? Do you want to try? I think I would have a lot of fun. Uh, I think I would really enjoy it and I would, I, I would try it. Um, but it just, I, it's just the time the podcasts take up their toll and, and everything else. And, and, uh, you know, obviously I don't think over, over Skype or zoom would be the way to learn. Um, I, I, I don't know, maybe it would, but it just seems like it would be better to do that in person. Um, in, in person is definitely the way to go to play this game, especially for somebody, um, even as new as I am. So Steve, I could see you being really entertaining. Oh, with the voices that he can do and oh, stuff. Oh man. I, but it, it would be fun, but, uh, you know what else is fun? Mythic Legions. It's certainly been fun the uh, last couple weeks, that's for sure. I've been customizing like crazy. I can tell you guys, uh, I can't keep up with how many amazing customs I am seeing out there right now. Like, I have a backlog of customs I want to talk about. And, you know, unfortunately, our last two episodes, um, uh, I, I say unfortunately, <laughs> Um, our last two episodes, we didn't talk about customs or pictures. Yeah, or we, we got stuck with Nate Barch and Corn Boy. And these guys, <laughs> yeah. they keep they keep hijacking our show. Yeah, uh, those guys just want to talk the whole time. Yeah, um, they act like so people I, are dying to hear what they want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, there's a few things I'm gonna have to send you guys some pictures that. I mean, when these things, when I saw them, it was absolutely stunning. And, and not only that, I'm kind of spoiled because like Steve said, he's got painting going on in his house and, and some of that stuff he's painting is, is for me. Um, but Heidi has been like just ripping through Dio stuff here at home. And, um, my table is getting much closer to being finished and I cannot wait for the day when you two get to come over Maybe we'll get a Hobby Lobby over here, Joe Crazy Bill, and and we'll just start setting up figures on this on this beast. It's gonna be fun. That, that yeah, be- there's definitely a couple of great spots for figures um, standing using their weapon to hold them up, which is my specialty. So <laughs> I look forward to that day. <laughs> Actually, Pete, we're probably just gonna have you sit in a chair and make us laugh while uh, while Steve does most of the posing. You know how much and- anxiety I would have. If other people are trying to pose while I'm trying to make something, <laughs> like I can't, I it'll it'll drive me in freaking sane. I think the my the most the best part about it is gonna be everybody posing and then watching Joe Crazy Bill do nothing other than walk behind you and go, "That's nice. I would have done it that way, but it looks good." <laughs> <laughs> I think I see what you were trying to go for there. He wouldn't. He right. would not say it looks good. Yeah, he'd be like, "Yeah, I see what you're trying to do." <laughs> it was a nice direction. Uh, yeah. the, the, I'm sure the thought was great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, really quick before we get rolling here, um, I do want to um, give a shout out. Uh, My Action Figure Customs, um, obviously uh, sponsoring us, and we really appreciate that. 
um, our box of heads. The, the next one we're going to give away, um, and we're going to brainstorm about this. I'm going to we'll talk. I'm going to talk with these two, and it'll be a contest over our Facebook page. But um, I'm going to try and hold this up, and I, I don't know if you guys can see it well or not. Looks like an elf. Oh, no, I mean a goblin. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like a it's, super uh, mischievous evil goblin. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, it's a it's a great goblin he- head. Um, that you know, it's one of those. And it's funny when we got this box, we the three of us sat around it going, "Oh my god, I want all of these." <laughs> dibs. Dibs. <laughs> yep. Um, it was bad. Um, but this is a is a pretty sweet little head that. That the plan is we will have a contest, I would say, probably within the next couple days um, on our Facebook page. And we'll figure that out. Just make sure you go go to our Facebook page, Legion's Cast, um, find the contest giveaway post, and, and we'll have something going on there for you guys to have an opportunity to win this. Um, well, Steve's amazing. been trying so hard to win with all of his different Facebook pages. <laughs> you know, Stephen Bashadi and then Stephen Bashadi and Admir Akbar. And Minnie Pete San and Sandusky Washington and Oliver Peterson, all those, you know, funny you know, accounts that he created. He hasn't won one yet. So he's he's still trying though. He's still he's, trying. Um you forgot to name a few, but okay. Also Which ones did I forget? Also, um another fun one and, and I know I talked to you guys about this, but I haven't had a chance to really go over it with you. Uh Drew Grubbs. Um, who's a fantastic artist. He paint, posts a lot of stuff on the cabal. Uh, he actually paints um, with my extra figure customs. And he offered to paint one of the heads and give it away as a gift. So he's donating his, his artistic ability, his time, um, just to create a really cool uh, custom head for you guys. I sent that pic that that piece out to him. I, we're not going to get any updates until he starts sending us pictures. But I'm going to tell you right now, I am super excited about this, and it's going to be interesting because I gave him a head that I feel like is going to give him a lot of opportunity to, to do something artistic and fun with. Um, so as soon as we get some of those pictures from him, uh, we will start talking about that contest and how we're going to do that. My guess is that contest will run a couple weeks because uh, we're going to give him plenty of time um, to do the, the work as far as painting that, that piece. So he's already, I, got, I just, he's already got the head. Yeah, it, it's mailed out. It pro- if it didn't get to him today, I think it'll probably get to him um, on Monday uh, or Tuesday. So he will be able to start working on it soon. I am going to showcase on our uh, Legion's Cast page some of um, his work. So you kind of got an idea what you have the opportunity to win. Uh, he's got some beautiful stuff, and I think you guys will be really impressed with it. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, thank you. If he's listening to this, thank you, because that's awesome. Um, Super cool. Reached out to me all on his own. Um, just awesome. So I, I'm really excited about that's, that. That's going to be a – I mean, that's a $50 giveaway. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, that's that's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah. It, it's cool. And, and I also think the piece is, you know um, – uh, when when William Robert Post sent us this box, you know there was some really popular pieces in there, and, and there was pieces that have been re- I, I don't want to say retired because they're in the vault and he probably will reissue them at the some at some point. But we're talking about heads you just can't get right now, right. and um, 
this is one of those fun heads. Awesome. I so can't wait to see what this looks like when it's done. Yeah, um, for sure. Well, what do we got for uh, what do we got for news, Trev? Well, speaking of news and uh, my action figure customs, my action f- figure customs uh, over the last, I want to say it's been five days now, has been um, posting on their website some uh, very sought-after figures. And these are all loose, uh, loose figures, but they're, they're, they've been selling a ton of them. And um, it's been pretty amazing watching these figures sell. And I, we all know that it's hard to find some of these figures right now. I mean, everybody's aware of this. If you get on the cabal right now, you're going to see constant um, ISO purchases. Um, ISO, is that right? Yeah, in search of. Um, posts where people are just constantly, you know, Hey, I'm looking for this, um, you know, trying to get these, these figures and a lot of the figures that were listed in this, uh, this sale are those, those figures that, you know, people are after Steve, have you, have you got on and looked at all? Yeah. I've gotten on quite a few times. Um, they go so fast that I, I never really have my hopes up that I'm going to find anything that hasn't sold out. Um, Obviously, I think I've said many times I'm, I'm really looking for an Urzak. I probably won't find one. Um, but, yeah, I've checked in. He hasn't come up yet, though, has he, as far as I've seen? I don't I don't think Urzak has been up yet. I'm pretty sure. And, you know, realistically, he's going to be at a price point I probably won't pay. Um, not that I'm saying it's not worth it or that I'm judging anybody that does. I'm just – I. I'm probably going to play the long game and wait for hopefully a re-release. I mean, if I yeah. saw him for, if I saw him for, one fifty or less, I might jump, but I'm not going to do the 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 two ninety nine or whatever. Right. If that's what it right. goes for, you know. And and so I I wanted to bring this up to you, and I don't know if you guys and and just kind of talk about this the sale. Um, he did a a reverse bidding sale on the last one. And I believe the next one, which could even be today, which is Sunday or um, Sunday, the third, or it could be tomorrow, but he did a reverse bid auction. And so to just to give you an idea what that means, it, it like he posted the figures and like they said a thousand dollars, you know, price tag on them. All right. And, of course, we know him. You know, that that was a jest. You know, that was to be funny. And that caused quite a uproar because people were freaking out, saying, oh, my God, they're charging, uh, you know, uh, uh, $1,000 for these figures. Well, if, if you didn't read the description, what happened was he then went in and would lower the prices every five minutes or something like that. And... Uh, what that caused, as you could imagine, is is some of these figures sold pretty darn high. But a lot of them got down, you know, to um, I don't want to say reasonable because, you know, what, like what like you've talked about, what what's really really reasonable to me might not be reasonable to you. But it was funny that when then he reached out and said, you know, how did you guys feel about this sale? A lot of people really loved it because they said that it, it created this like. Oh my gosh, this was fun, you know, 
experience. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that I'm like, man, it's just another fun way. I mean, we've all done bidding things before. We've been on eBay. We've all tried to win something. And, and that sometimes is the thrill of the hunt. I mean, we all would prefer to be able to walk into a store and walk around the corner and see a wall of Mythic Legions. You know, that's that's the hunt to us. And we realize but we, that won't happen. One of the biggest, fun, funnest times I've ever had buying something, and you can actually listen to this if you listen to Podcasters of the Universe, is when I got my Wonder Bread He-Man. And uh, we were bidding as the show was being recorded. Alleged. And... Alleged Wonder Bread He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you know, it's one of those bids. It's one of those 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 auctions that every time someone bids, the the price jumps. You know, and uh, it, it, and or no, it extends the length of the of the of the auction, so it gives more time for somebody to come back with something else. And those are that was that was frustrating and exhilarating and fun at the same time. Um, Is that an option on eBay? The, this wasn't through eBay. This was through a um, like a local online auction. Okay. You know, um, I kind of hurt that you didn't listen to the episode, but um, you know, I know what it is. Uh, You'd be kind of hurt if I told you what I thought about the episode after I listened to it. So it's a lose lose for me. <laughs> but that 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 I can see where this would be really fun uh to do now i don't you know i think what there was was there some people upset about it you know that a little bit of the uh, upset because because right now what we're seeing is um so and we've talked about this numerous times the way that the horsemen release these lines you're going to have people who have never even heard of mythic legions one day online seeing a picture of purplore or chrono or um oh my gosh i can't even imagine Powers. yeah oh, oh i can't even imagine when the when the aerithor wave comes because like i i really honestly feel like when people see those horses um they're gonna lose their mind and, and and also some of the demons. Um, and, and so, like, if you're scrolling through Instagram and you follow, you know, uh, action figure photos and, and all of a sudden you see one of these, you know, Trevor Williams photos, you know, one six shooter or, or even some of the really uh, cool stuff that um, Dean posts, you see some of these pictures and you're like, oh, my God. And then just like that, you're like, I got to get these figures. I got to get into this. And so what happens is this line is always going to have new collectors coming into it. I don't feel like a lot of other toy lines, unless they continue on, do that. Um, so what happens is you get new people who are coming in, who are trying to go back and catch up. And, and we've talked about this, you know, Steve and I are lucky enough that we've been in from the beginning. Pete, you've had, um, You've been around this stuff. You've seen them, but you haven't been, you know, purchasing from the beginning. No. So, yeah, you know what it's like to be a guy going, man, I really want to go back and get those figures. Right. Um, it, it, it's almost, it's it's daunting. Well, what we're seeing in the line right now is people are spending a ton of money and buying um, these 1.0 mostly, you know, first Kickstarter uh, figures 
for like just wild amounts of money. And, and it, it's hard for people that, I mean, let's be honest, the three of us are, are those people. We paid 30 to $35 for these figures. Um, it's hard for us to fathom paying 150 to $300 because not only do we have the knowledge that a lot of them realistically are probably going to come back around. Um, but we also, also we paid $35 for them, you know, and, and it makes it very hard. So, so you've got, you've got the new people coming in with fresh money who are buying up old stuff. Okay. And they're, they're loving it. They're loving posting pictures, showing people what they got. Then you got the old timers who are going, I can't believe you guys are spending that much money. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, which, and it's funny, every time I talk to one of those people, because there are people, I mean, there are people, I tell them, I go, how does it feel to be the old man? Huh. Like, you're the old person saying, get off my lawn right now. <laughs> yeah. The realistically with that, if you, if you think so, what somebody spends their money on is ridiculous, I'm totally okay with that. It's when you start to try and extrapolate that and create this environment in which you're ruining it for everybody. And now everybody's going to have to pay this amount for that figure and blah, blah, all the sweeping generalizations. That's when the people really start to irritate me. You know, and it's, it's hard too, because we, uh, obviously we have a platform. We get to talk about this kind of stuff, you know, and, and, um, and I, I don't want to say anonymously because people can obviously message us, reach out to us, but we, we get to get us. on to, we get to get on these podcasts and, and say what whatever we want. Um, what I've the advice well, that I've, I we can't say that we don't no. get to say whatever we want on here. Which is we very all know true. we all know what happens on Legion's Cast when you say whatever you want. And 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 that's true. We made the choice that we wanted Legion's Cast to be, and I don't want to say family friendly because I wouldn't say it's family friendly. Um, but we wanted it to be friendly. We wanted to to follow the um, Walter's lead and go down the road of, of something very similar to the Cabal. You know, we wanted to do that because we wanted to offer something that appealed to a lot of fans. The reality of it is, we have my wife is going to kill me, and and there we get to, um, you know, be our raunchy adult selves. So, and talk about the people that wronged us on Legion's cast. But what I what I really like about this is is. I do feel like, like I've had people reach out to me, you know, and kind of complain about this. And I understand, I totally understand where they're coming from. The the thing I try to stress <sighs> to people is exactly what you just said, Peter. You cannot tell people how to spend their money. No one wants someone else telling them how to spend their money. And if, 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 if you want to tell people how to spend their money, that is totally fine. But be prepared for people to get mad at you because that's what's going to happen. Yep. Agreed. Um, There's another sentiment that's coming out of this is people are saying that the high prices is killing their joy for the line. Steve, I think you had a really good point when we discussed this. How do you feel about that statement that that what's going on with the current collecting is killing the line for some people? I don't understand the sentiment. Now, um, 
Now, you might say that's easy for me to say, being that I'm a Kickstarter one person, and uh, I got a lot of those figures, you know, and I don't have to go back to get very many of them. But I did go through this when I started to collect Masters of the Universe Classics in 2012, a line that started in 2008. So I had a lot of catching up to do with that one. So I understand what it's like to go, oh my gosh, Fisto is a hundred and some dollars at this point, you know? Um, and, and it's, a, you know, that's, that's the only way I'm going to get him. But I don't understand how it can really stunt your love for the line because there is still new stuff coming that is awesome. And there is still word of things down the road that this is just going to get more cooler. You know, we've been hearing about horses for quite a while now. And we're finally now going to get them probably this year sometime. You know, we've heard them talk about a dragon. We've heard talk about, we've even heard talk about a playset. Now, I'm not saying any of that's coming soon. That might not come for six, seven more years. But there's still this long vision of the line that that's more, there's more ahead of you than there is behind you. That you can get for retail. You can pre-order it. You don't have to even worry about day of sale. Now, I'm not, I know not everybody can pre-order everything, but you can still pick these. You can still look at an eight-figure wave and say, those two right there, those two figures right there are my, they, I got to have those two because they're awesome. And you can get those two for 35 bucks, or, you know, whatever a horse costs, or if it's a horse, or whatever a troll costs, if it's a troll, you know. There's still so much fun to be had in this line that it, like, I, I likened it in a comment I made on Facebook to, I can't collect Spider-Man comics because I wasn't, I can't, I'll never be able to afford the first issue. Because it's it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know? That's stupid. There's so much great stuff coming down the line that if you jump on now and you, 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 you have fun with what you have and you focus on the cool stuff that you can get now, I, I don't see why not being able to get that first heavy hitter is is really going to be you know i don't if, if that ruins your enjoyment for the line i don't think you truly enjoy the line you truly enjoy being a completionist i get your i agree with you steve if you feel if you feel this is killing the line you're missing the point of collecting these figures in the first place and you know what this community doesn't need you we have plenty of people that we can share in our joy for this with we don't need your negative nancy crap you know, so sell your figures, but make sure when you do, make sure you sell them at what you paid for them. Don't you go marking them up because we don't like hypocrites neither. So. And I think that is, is the reality of it is this happens with every toy line. Um, now, do I think you see this kind of growth price wise with every toy line? No, I definitely don't. I, I'll be the first to say that I think 30 to $35 um, I, I, I honestly think these figures are worth 40 to $45. I, I think the quality that you get, if you compare a Legion builder, a $22 figure with a $22 Marvel legend, I, it, it's not comparable in my opinion. Um, yeah, there might be more, but realistically, probably not. That Marvel legend is probably junk too. Okay. It, it doesn't have the, 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 the detail that uh, a Legion builder is going to have. So that Legion builder is to me is worth far more 
than that Marvel Legend. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Marvel Legends. The three of us are Marvel Legends fans. Um, but you can't compare the quality of a Marvel Legend with a Mythic Legion. So I feel like we're already getting a, a great value for these figures. But seeing what they're selling for right now, I understand why someone might be, you know, I really like my Mythic Legions, but I think I'm going to sell them. I understand that. If you're not getting the joy out of them that you should be, um, or where that value, that number comes in, then do you know, do whatever you need to do. I get that. A lot of people will come into a line, they'll get they'll they'll buy five or six figures, and then one day they eh, you know, it's time to purge. We've all done it. You know, um, I think Pete has probably sold the least of his collection that compared to Steve and I, but We've all sold. We've all got out of certain lines. Yeah, we've gotten out of certain lines. I'm not yeah. sure I've sold anything out of my collection. Really? I mean, don't get me wrong. I have plenty to sell now, especially you know, in, with <coughs> Teenage Ninja Turtles. I've got, you know, I have five and six of some figures now because I'm stupid. Um, yeah. But, you know, I don't. I haven't sold much. I've bought specifically to sell. But I've not, I don't really I haven't really sold anything out of my collection. Take that back. I sold a mask rhino when I got an updated. I got a newer version. I right. sold the older one. The I I got one that was better in better shape. But yeah, yeah. That's why I just have totes and totes of toys because I yeah. don't sell anything. And I don't sell much. But I I I get I do get when somebody says you know I paid thirty five dollars for this now this thing is worth. $300 it's sitting on my shelf it's time to sell it I get the sentiment but I myself would never do the same thing you know okay I would if my family was in jeopardy if we needed to eat if we needed to pay bills if we you know then of course then you have to that's that's a different that's not the that's not the conversation I'm having right now just especially if you were on jeopardy because you've got no chance to win that money you're dumb that's true. So that's very, very true. He's got a chance if he's going against me. He's he's got a real good chance. Actually, you know what? He'd get lucky, and it, it would end up being like World War Two apparel, and he would just crush everybody. I would crush everybody. <laughs> He'd start with a thousand dollar question. Mercilessly. Yeah. <laughs> Mercilessly. But see that? But that's how Steve would play the game because Steve is a competitive guy. Steve would understand that that's how you need to play that game. You pick your favorite category and you go to 500, not 100. You start at 500 and you go the other way. You got to come out swinging. That's why Steve would actually have a chance because Steve knows how to play the game. Mm. Mm. I believe in you, Steven. Thanks. Good believe job. in Steven. That's what I say. Believe in Steven. Thanks. Thanks. Barry. So as far as these prices go, I just have one last thing I want to say. Um, and I know I'm been long winded on it guys and I'm sorry. Um, those high prices there is a bubble, and, and just like anything, you're going to get people who come into the collecting world, have a lot of money. They're going to pay more than everybody else. Eventually, those people are gone, and then that price will settle back down to what really is the growing uh, the going rate. Do you guys agree with that? Yes. I agree with that at some point. But right now, I think the line is still growing strong enough that I think that that time is is a, is a long ways off. 
oh, the bubble, the bubble has not burst yet. And there will always be a handful of figures that regardless, because there's no way that everything's going to get re-released. There's no way that everything, when it does get re-released, is going to be the same. And there are going to be people that have to, you know, especially with the, the 1.0 body being different, you know, even if they re-released it, it wouldn't be that, it might be the same figure, but it might be on the different style body that they're going to pay that money for that. There are always going to be a handful of figures. And I think part of me, the horsemen want it that way. You want your stuff to be desired. It's okay to have a few figures over the course of the years that don't ever get cheaper, that only go up. And five years from now, guess what? There may be a figure from 1.0 that it's going to cost you $750 or $1,000 to get it because it's the only one left. There will be one or two hangers on, but I 100% agree with you, Trev, that that bubble will burst. Things will cycle back through. But and I don't know what figure it's going to be, but there's I you know and you look at you just look at take, using He-Man as an example, you know using Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as an example. Now, granted, the most expensive turtle figures are two hundred dollars, but that's also because they were five dollars to begin with. So relative to each other, it's a very similar price gap as Mythic Legions. Um, but your you know your your scratch is super expensive. Um, and I can never remember uh hotspot or whatever the Dalmatians name. Those are two, two fifty, four hundred if you want a mint on card. Those are always going to be expensive. Everything else is is circled back around, but those two are always going to be the standouts. I think Mythic Legions will have a couple of standouts, but that's it's only going to be a couple. Everything else is going to be cyclical. Quite possibly. You know, the the moral of the story, I think, is 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 don't let that the fact that you can't afford or not everybody can afford to buy um, Otho. Don't let that stop you because there's going to be there are new Othos being made every day. And I don't mean the same character. I mean, another character that's going to be just like Otho. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, I think, and you know, where the reality of, of, of this, where the, you know, the long game, playing the long game is, is just more fun in my opinion. You know, and I, and I forgot to mention this, but not only was, you know, my action figure customs um, sale kind of spurred a lot of this drama, but there was also uh Roma collectibles, which is uh, a big, um, big dealer out of the Midwest uh, toy dealer. He also had had a sale where he sold a, a bunch, and it was a claim sale on Facebook, um, which created a, bu- a bunch of issues in itself being a claim sale. But um, he sold a bunch of heavy hitters, and you know the prices on those were were um, you know huge too. And there was a lot of complaints about how the claim sale worked, and and it really wasn't Roma's fault. It was it was how Facebook algorithms work and and those kind of things. Um, you almost have to do a claim sale like that in a group, not on your business page. But you know, Aaron, the you know the owner of Roma's, he said he goes, we've done claim sales before and never had two hundred people show up for the claim sale, and you know they were posting pictures. And these figures were not cheap, and they were instantly selling. The same as my action figure custom sale. As they're instantly selling, it, you know, it, it was just creating some of this drama, and not not negativity. I would say because people were mad at other people, but it was more about how Facebook is working. And the sad thing is, is so you know, Aaron comes out of that, and goes, you know, apologized to people and said, well, 
in the future, next time we'll just put them on eBay because that'll be easier. Right. <laughs> you know, which is sad, but right. that's the reality. Well, you, have, you have five people that all claim it, and it all says just now for the time. How do you pick your winner? Right. You know, who and gets I, the figure? And I think on his end, it was showing up at the right time. He was able to do that. But if you're a person sitting there trying to get a figure and it looks to you like you're first and it's just because of how Facebook is posting things. Yeah, that it, it just look it looks bad. And, um, you know, I can understand why people that I sat back and just watched it. I wasn't bidding on anything or trying to claim anything. Um, oh, because you've got 40 of all those figures just waiting to sell on your own. Nah, not quite. I wish. You know, I, I tell people all the time. Like someone just, uh, Anthony Houseel just posted this great, uh, you know, a, a thread on the cabal about how, um, who's in the Thord club. And, and, and he was talking about who had, you know, one of the original dwarves who actually had them and kind of like people were talking about how they got them and everything. But, um, it's funny. I commented in there and said that I wish I wasn't such a dummy and when 1.0, the Kickstarter came out, I wish I would have bought three all-ins. When I said that, I can imagine that people took that more as a um, like as a money grab statement. And, well, don't get me wrong. Yeah, there is a part of me. that. But the reality of it is, is I, would you love to have three of that dwarf, guys? Sure, I would. Because, because of the fun stuff you could do with them, taking pieces off and... And, and and that's really what I meant. It, it, it's, you know, that just big redheaded beard, you know, and for me, he fits perfectly into a role of a fantasy character from a book I read. Um, so it's just a sweet figure and I absolutely uh, love it. And, and, but the reality is, yeah, it's also a $200 figure now. Yeah, for sure. Um, you want to talk Horse about? Show. Want to talk about uh, who's uh, recently sold out? Yes, and I would say that's another great example of something that we've been talking about. Um, Torgan, who is, I can imagine he's a lot of people's favorite dwarf, and that red mohawk. Uh, I think is it red? Did you guys say orange? I mean, I mean, for as far as hair colors go, it's red. It's in yeah, his name. True. It's in his name, Redfin. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. It's a red fin on it's his a head. Like, I, yeah. like right, he, so, he he had no choice in hairstyle when his parents no. named him. It's like, All okay, right. I guess I have to have a mohawk. <laughs> so, Torgan Orange. Your name should be Gray Pompadour. <laughs> Stephen Gray Pompadour. <laughs> Depends on, depends on if I how you doing? Hey, you're the guy for the podcast, right? Uh, Pete, male pattern baldness. That's me. Good to meet you. <laughs> what What would mine be, Travis? Um, Tenhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not a forehead. <laughs> uh, so you know, Torgan Orangefin, he's a great figure. Orange. He he just recently. Um, sold out on Big Bad Toy Store. Yeah. Now, we know being in the game that as soon as that happens, you know, it, Big Bad Toy Store, online realtor, uh, sorry, real, real, real online. Retailer. 
retailer, um, they they are you know advised by the horseman. This is the amount you're going to charge for our figures, and now that they're gone, when they were sitting there at forty nine ninety nine. We're about to see. <laughs> we're about to see uh, Torgan skyrocket, and I mean, you guys know I personally have one, two, three, four, five Torgan um, LBCs on my shelf right now because he was so perfect for being able to do Lazy Boy customs. Okay, um, I learned from watching Jeremy Gerard. I know that this is how you do it. You get these kind of figures. You pop a different head on them. Boom, custom, 200 bucks. Yep. Yep. And for sale Saturday. Here we come. Yeah, buddy. So, um, <laughs> you know what, what else skyrockets along with the price of these figures? What's that? The buttheartedness on Facebook <laughs> skyrockets as well. And it is coming. It, it's right. coming because he's. And then all of us go, hey. You know what? Maybe you wouldn't be so upset if you would have just gotten on Big Bad Toy Store and ordered one when you had the chance. But you don't want to hear that because you don't want to listen to reason because you're bored at home and you want to complain. Well, here's the deal. There is. For, there's, a lot, there's been a lot of sentiment in these discussions I've been seeing online about, about the prices of these figures coming up and whatnot. There's been a lot of sentiment of, let's look out for the new collector. Okay? Um that's a weird sentiment to me. Uh, we're all adults here. If, if that person isn't going to do any research and just be a blind, uh, childlike kid and be like, Oh, I have to pay $500 and, and not look into anything. I'm not motivated to really have to take that person by the hand and look out for them. But that being said in the, in the, in the prospect of looking out for new collectors, if you're a new collector and you're listening to this, or if you know new collectors, here's the deal. Quit looking to buy Azar for 500 bucks. Okay? Take that 500 bucks and buy and, 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 and take 35 of it and buy Torgan, a figure that was readily available until yesterday. No, okay. no, take 70 and buy two Torgans. There you go, that's even then, better. Two weeks from now, flip one of your Torgans for 50. And then that's how you build up the money to be able to buy that to chase that $200 figure. You could do that. But at the very least, buy one of that Torgan and put it on your shelf and enjoy it. And then when that Torgan is $500, you don't have to chase them down. And you only spent 35 Here, Herein lies the problem. If you come into the line and you start spending big bucks chasing and you blow your load and you can't get what the current pre-order is, guess what? Now you're chasing that too. Exactly. And you're going to, if you're constantly buying from the past, you're going to constantly chase the future. Stay on board with what you got to have now, buy it. And again, you know what people post on the cabal and post all over the place and tell me that it's wrong to buy two full waves of figures and then flip one wave to help pay for your own wave. You're wrong. That's perfectly acceptable to do. And if people will buy them, then just shut up and do it. Do that now and then help fund that. Cause guess what? You make a little bit of money now. It, it hurts a lot less when you have to do when you do spend one seventy five on that one demon that you did, weren't able to get your hands on or whatever. You know, make it make sense. There you go. Lesson, free, no charge for that lesson. 
you know, from three guys that have a podcast about Mythic Legions. And not everybody can have a podcast. That's, uh, absolutely, you gotta, that's you, absolutely not true. Anybody can have you've a podcast. Also, you've also <laughs> got to remember that, yes, that advice is free now. <laughs> Two years from now, you're going to pay 40 bucks for that on eBay. So be smart. <laughs> Take it now. <laughs> Look to so, the future. My guess is what we will see over the next two weeks, any Torgan Redfin you see on eBay will probably be selling around $75. Um, and who knows where it'll go from there. But the fact that the online um, retailers are about to sell out of them, I'd say that if you're trying to get a Torgan cheap, you're in trouble. I, I actually just sold two uh, last night. And, you know, as of today, you know, my price might go up, you know, in, in increments. And it's not only because he sold out on Big Bad Toy Store, but I just don't have very many left to sell. So get ready. Get ready. And he's not the only one who's going to sell out next. You know, we don't know. But, you know, as this happens, and, and it's a lot of these, um, we've seen a lot of the figures from these smaller lines like the 1.5, the 1.75, I can't, they all got names, but I can't think of them. You know, those figures, Pixis is one, you know, they, they, they shoot up a lot in price. And, you know, people, we know a lot of people that are, they just, they didn't care for Torgan, you know. But the problem is with that is down the road, you all of a sudden start saying, you know, as you see other people's Torgans and you see all these things and you're like, no, I think I was wrong. I gotta have that figure, and now he's not thirty-five bucks. It's like it's like the figure. Okay, Ragnar Stormforger. Isn't that the that's the female dwarf, right? Yep. She isn't one of my favorite figures. Okay, I bought her though, and I have her. Yep. She's not on my shelf. Um, just mostly because I don't have room for her with my barbarians, and that's where she needs to go. So until I find a better spot, I probably won't put her up. But. Even though she's not one of my favorite characters, I still got her. Because, at the very least, if I decide I never want to put her on my shelf, she, she'll, she's 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 going to be worth more than what I paid. Or she could be worth a ton more than what I paid. We don't know. But at the very least, I never have to track her down when I change my mind and decide I have to have her. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because there's going to be figures like that you know, Ragna was one of my best sellers for a while. I know that and, you've told me that, and it always surprises me because she's she's the least my least favorite figure of that line of that wave. Sorry. Some people just love the dwarfs. They absolutely love them. Yeah, yeah, yep. I, I get it. So, anyways, I think we beat that horse for a while. Yep. Ooh, careful saying that kind of thing. That'll well, get you in trouble. You know. Anyways. What do we got next? I think that brings us to character reviews. You know, okay. Okay. Um, none of your... Uh, I guess I, I'm going to show off while we're transitioning i don't know how well you guys can see this can you see this looks nice 
I'm painting a My Action Figure Customs torso right now. It's the, uh, I don't know what you call that, but he's got the cross on his chest. Yeah. Templar, isn't it? Like a Templar, yeah. It's like a yeah, Templar. But it's a, different, but it's a different armor. Yeah, it's a different armor, and I'm going to have some fun with this, and I'm, I'm really enjoying the, uh, that's pretty, that's, that's, it's, it's really fun. I think this is a fun, I can't wait to see what other people do with this. I don't know how many people are out there that have finished it, but, um. I'll post pictures when he's done, but I'm having I'm having a ball painting this sucker. So, again, thanks to my Action Figure Customs for sponsoring the show. It's a cool piece. I can't wait to see it when you're done. Me neither. Um. All right, so uh, we are gonna go move on to our figure reviews, starting with. Uh, I forget who we were going to start. Oh, I Bob Goblin. Bob Goblin. You have him up, Trav? I do have him up. Uh, Pete, are you ready to go? Yep. All right. Peter's, Peter's going to read the, the tale of the tape, if you will, for the Bob Goblin. And Travis is going to stumble and try to translate English to English and see if anybody can understand it on the other side. Bog Goblin uh, is in the Legion of Aerithyr. His race is Greater Goblin. He's an assassin. Uh, came out originally with 1.0. He was in All-Stars 2. Came with a spear, a long sword, a dagger, no additional heads. Um, there is one Bog Goblin in particular that is better than all of the other Bog Goblins, um, and I own him. He is a custom Donatello by the one and only Jeremy Garrard. So, hmm. yep. uh, so anybody out there that has a Bog Goblin, yours is the second one at best. So, congratulations. Uh. Well, this is a character going back to kind of tie into what we've been talking about. A 1.0 figure, but you don't see a lot of people searching for a bot goblin, do you? No. <laughs> Not really. And I love the bot goblin. Was the bot... He was... He made all-stars, though, didn't he? Well, yeah, too. Yep. Oh. So, he... You know, that might be some of it. Um, But, yeah, he's... He, he runs... If you look him up on eBay, he's going to be in the about fifty to seventy dollar range. Yeah, you know. So, Not but he's a great figure. He is a great figure. Um, you know, it's so funny. I remember those those days with the 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 one point oh, and I I didn't realize that the Bio Goblin was just basically a dwarf. Um, because of the magic that the horsemen do. Um. But he's 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 really great. His head sculpt's amazing. I know that we are going to get more Bog Goblin type characters, and I'm very excited about it. So, if you're ready to read his bio, Trav. I don't know if I'd say I'm ready, but okay, here we go. Uh, vicious and surly, the Bog Goblin is one of the most vile creatures in Mythos. Small in size and amphibious in nature, they are well suited to hiding away in their swamped homes. Of all the greater goblin subspecies, this filthy breed 
is most willing to serve in the armies of the dark forces, armed with the ability to vomit a hot and sticky black bile at their enemies, bog goblins are feared by even the bravest warrior. Oh, I totally want to make a custom, like, hot, sticky goblin bile that, like, can put on a another figure like maybe uh, add, like maybe add a like hot glue and then paint it black yeah that would be awesome uh, i'm pretty sure that there that the bog goblin is probably something on urban dictionary if you looked it up <laughs> you know it it's funny i never looked at the bog goblin and thought uh him as an assassin though no no he doesn't look like a sneaky Assassin, I, my my brain, especially if you do medieval, always goes to a ninja type character, you know. Yeah, yeah very but, slender or mm-hmm. lithe, you know, kind of. Grisha the Slitherer is an assassin, and that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's for the Bog Goblin, you you picture him to be kind of trudgy, drippy, disgusting, stinky. You know, like you said. Um, Steve, I actually pulled, I got a bog goblin that I had on in my booth for sale. I pulled him out because I'm like, even if I just take his armor off or his, his head off and put, you know, a, a dwarf head on him, it's just such a beautifully painted body. And don't get me wrong. The head's beautiful too, but I have a bog goblin on my shelf. Um, that armor is awesome. It is. You know, the weathered dirty, drungy, grimy look. Uh, it's just fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. sweet figure. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're going to do the Fury Clan Orc. This is more of a, we went from, we went all the way back to a 1.0 and now up to a pretty recent figure. Um, also, yeah. the Legion of Air Theory is an Orc Assassin. Now, this feels a little bit more assassin body-wise than a bog goblin, you know. Came out in Soul Spiller. Uh, was also available as an early release at ToyCon New Jersey in November of 18. He comes with a Dark Forces spear, a bone-handled orc sword, a buster sword, and then, of course, a helmeted and unhelmeted orc head. Great figure, very highly sought after, immediately highly sought after. Um, I love this figure. Yeah. So, um, price is rising on this guy. You know what? He is he is a figure, though, that is available for pre-order right now on Big Bad Toy Store. 50 bucks. Yeah. And in my opinion, he's worth, he's worth 50 bucks. And the good thing about Big Bad Toy Store is they don't charge you the 50 bucks right now. No. So go, you know, if you ever thought you needed another, we don't know what's going to happen with these. I, I, I don't know when these are ever going to show up. Couldn't tell you if they're ever going to show up. I'm assuming Big Bad Toy Store does, thinks they are because they've got them for sale. But, um, you know, for no money to have one kind of earmarked for you, I would go for it. You know, if you look at what the other orcs, I, you never see orcs for sale. Never. I think a lot of people originally passed on orcs. Well, I think it's a combination of the two. 
I think it's that and people you, want multiples. Exactly. People like me army built them, you know? Um, and so it is like Steve said, I mean, it's, there's these weird things that go into this. And if you look at this fury arc I, and I can't say for sure, but I can't, I still struggle which one I like better your standard green orc or the fury orc. Cause I absolutely love both of them. Hands down red. Yeah. But I'm a red guy, but it, it it's just a beautiful figure and he comes with great pieces. The armor looks great. And I love that they gave him those more knight knight shoulder uh, pauldrons. Um, I think think... one of my most favorite customs Joe Crazy Bill ever did was the purple Fury Orc. Remember that? Yeah, because it's on the shelf. Oh, well, there you go. I think that (laughs) thing looks absolutely awesome in purple. Well, and that's what I just did the other day. The other night, um, while Heidi was painting, I, I opened up four... Uh, perplores and and you know put the orc head on them and now I've got that that beautiful custom that that Bill did with the you know with the tattoos on it and everything surrounded um, surrounded by four of those purple orcs and it's oh god it's so good man I'd like to see a picture of that spoiled I'll make it happen I you know it's funny I, I think I took a picture but I, I I was one of those where I'm like yeah I'd really like to have Steve posies. How does it feel to be so wanted, Steve? It's something I've dealt with ever since, you know, adolescence. So, I'm used to it. Despite their harsh name, the Fury Clan Orcs are known as much for their intellect as they are for their savagery. These fiery red beasts are often recruited as assassins among the ranks of Aerithers' armies. Unsettlingly, unsettlingly, unsettlingly precise in their methods the ways of the fury clan's warriors stand out in stark contrast to those of their green-skinned cousins these discrepancy 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 these discrepancy <laughs> discrepancies listeners this is not an act he's this dumb please edit that out steven nope. in style and method are so pronounced that they often lead to unwelcome infighting Whenever the varied clans are stationed together. Mm. Nailed it. <laughs> so these guys are smart. Nailed it like a split hog. Unlike Travis. You know, I still, I, I, I haven't opened mine yet. You haven't opened any? You know, this is one of those figures that we opened on the podcast. We opened uh, Pete's. Yeah. Um, and pizza's displayed on a shelf at work. And the fact that we opened it for some reason, like I have this in my mind that I already opened mine. And um, I have a stack of these sitting in my, in my toy room, just waiting for one day when I'm just going to bust them all open. Man. It's going to happen. Where exactly are they in your toy room? <laughs> I've only got one and I want, really? I, want, I just want one more. I want to have two. Wow. And it was one of those things where you had some, and I knew you had them, and I thought, well, I'll just get some sometime from him, and I just never did. And then you sold way more than you thought you were going to sell, and then you got to a point where you won't come up off one. So, You know what? I actually sold 
Um, these sold so quick that I actually sold my personals and I had to go back and pay $50 to get, so I would have the number that I wanted. Yeah. I, I know a guy that's got 12. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Maybe uh, I'll text him. Maybe he'll, yeah. be, maybe he can deal with 11. I don't know. Yeah, maybe if you offer him some of your custom work. I don't think he'd like it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> P, would you say that's your favorite figure? Um, That I possess? Yeah. It's right up there with Borier. I I'm still, I thought Mandibulus still was, was, was... Shit, yes, Mandibulus is number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mand- mandibulus is is number one. See how well and, me and Pete know each other. You know, you hear us fighting, but you know, we're in sync. I, Stephen, I think the world of you. You know that. Could yeah. you imagine being a knight out on your horse, and you come around a corner, and here's brother mandibulus and two fury orcs <laughs> waiting for you? That's why I need a second fury orc. <laughs> Uh, I, I just man, I'm like, how how do you get poop out of armor? How does that happen? Do you do you put it in the river? I mean, you just kill yourself. <laughs> what is it about yeah. Brother Mandibulus that makes me think he's a dead Ted Danson? <laughs> he's got like a long skeleton face, and I just I see Ted Danson. <laughs> like I'm like oh. if, I, if I saw him alive, like before he was Brother Mandibulus. He was working at Cheers as a bartender. <laughs> you know Ted Danson has always worn a hairpiece? Yes. Even when he was on Cheers, he wore a hairpiece. Yes. No way. Yes. Yep. He's always been he's always been bald. Wow. He's wearing a hairpiece now on The Good Life. Crazy. He, was, he wore a hairpiece the whole time he was on CSI. Uh. Dang. He wears a hairpiece in all the Smirnoff vodka commercials that he does. When you know darn well he doesn't actually drink Smirnoff vodka. He might. All right, Travis, that bring us to some, some customs you want to share? Yeah, like I said, you know, I've had this backlog of, of stuff that I want to talk about. So we're kind of going back, way back here. And um, I hate to I, I hate to do this to people because um, – you know, they posted some of this stuff a while back, and it was absolutely beautiful. I did send them to you guys, so I hope I, I hope you've got them up where you can look at them. Um, I, I texted them to you, and because some of them are going to be hard to really discuss, um, you know, describe to you. So I, I would be nice if you guys could look at them. But I think what I'm going to do is actually post all these pictures on Legion's Cast uh, Facebook page, and uh, hopefully they don't mind. Um, Rory Megan posted. Uh, Playtime and Mythos, and it is a bunch of figures sitting around um, with what I would call Lego versions of those. Why would you call those Lego versions? Because they're versions made out of Lego? Yeah, that's what I was going with. Okay, yeah. What I what I personally, as a as an expert in the toy world, I would call Lego versions. Yeah, no, they're Lego versions, and they're awesome. <laughs> Isn't that just an amazing picture? That's so much fun. 
Yeah, I absolutely loved it when he posted that. And um, it was a, a while ago, and I don't see him posting a lot. But, I mean, you're talking about um, Torgan Orange Finn, uh, Snag, um, the Elf Ranger. Uh, Templar Knight. Yeah. Florian, you know, Hagnon. Yeah, and it, it's it's just an awesome, cool picture. I'll, I'll You know what? I'll probably reach out to these people and say, hey, can I share some of your pictures? Um, well, and, and Travis, with that, too, most of these people are willing to share, you know, the, a better version. Like, they may be able to just send you the photo without yeah. all the other stuff. Instead you of doing a mean? screenshot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably do a little bit of that. You know, it's going to require work, what I'm not, which I'm not very good at. But um, next, uh, next up is uh, Patrick Boyle posted a, a, a picture, and it says, uh, just, you know, it's snag sitting on a, a uh, branch in out in the wilderness this is in you know went outside and took this picture and he's holding a flower in his hand and he's picking the the petals off the flower and patrick boyle posts this it says goblin decision making i will steal from king noglin's vault i won't steal from king noglin's vault i will steal and man when i saw this picture just the 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 art aspect of it and how cool it was actually you know, getting a, a flower that Snag could hold in his hand. How fun is that? It's great. It's very cool. It's good stuff. Storytelling. Yeah, it, it is. It, in a picture. In a picture. Um, geez. Rich uh, Kais, uh posted a figure that this is like the demon-looking figure, Stephen. I think you, 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 are you seeing it? It's a blue, it's got like four arms, big horns coming up behind it. Yes. Okay. So this is what I, I'm pretty sure is a Diablo figure um, from the world, uh, gosh, you know, well, Diablo, so Blizzard. Um, and they took the torso and put it on a, um, which I, you know, I, I maybe, uh, bear the Baron, I, it would be my guess, but I obviously did some painting on it too. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful figure that that I think is is a really fun way to incorporate, and it just looks amazing. So it's got Mythic Legion's arms, uh, legs, and shoulder pauldrons. It's just pretty dang cool. Which one is this? The Chris Miller one? Uh, no, this is uh, Rich Kais. This is uh, it's a broken NECA. He says NECA figure, so um, maybe it's not a Diablo figure. I didn't know NECA did Diablo ever, but it looks like a Diablo figure to me. It's like a blue looking demon. Yeah, I was wrong. I don't think you sent it to me. Oh, I have about... one, the one the one that's like a a demon with the horns. Yeah, and it's got four arms. Yeah, that's the guy's name is Jerome Gautier Amothelio Oberon. Oh, that doesn't have four arms, Pete. No, that's a different one then. I don't think he sent this to us. I, I don't I mean, have. Yeah. I don't see anything with four arms. Okay, sorry. Then we'll move on to the one that you're talking about. Um, Jerome's um, picture. It says it took me forever to um, to find the time to make this custom with a man. The Magic of Planetary Dog Toys, which I'm pretty sure is Saba's uh, site. A bit of Hellflame paint um, glue. I give you uh, Thaddeus the Tiefling. 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 Um, 
and it that's a Dungeons and Dragons character. Um, yeah, it's a race. race. Yep. yep, and um, it's like a demon. You know, it's really the only way I could describe him. He's got these beautiful horns, red skin. Did a well, great most job. Most tieflings aren't red, though. Most tieflings are blue or purple, so okay. they're less demon. But the the horns are are a sign of that race, and they can be like this, or they can be more curled like a ram. Okay. Or they can different styles. So you did get that one then, uh, Stephen? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. Just the paint even that he did on the armor. It's like this teal. Uh, it's beautiful. Very well yeah, done. Yeah, almost like, almost like an emerald green. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's very cool. I, um... The way the red and the green and the purple and the cape play off of each other is really nice. Um, Chris Miller... Is he's the first one that I saw that did this. Yeah, I mean, he's not the only one, as you guys can see. But uh, Chris Miller posted. Um, he took uh, that my action figure custom had the actually Steve is just is working on right now, and it's the bald bearded um, figure, and he turned it into uh, Jotnor the Frost Giant, and it is absolutely beautiful. So just imagine this this bald headed bearded head on a Bolthar. Um, painted all blue, almost like Archimedes, but actually like a, a lighter blue, more like an ice. And it's just a beautiful figure. Super sweet. And Nikki also um, did the same thing. Now, she added all kinds of pieces. And some of these, I just, I don't even know where she got them. Um, but she started with an Archimedes base body, uh, painted it blue. <laughs> Um, and some fodder from Koo model Viking figure. I never even heard of that, but it, it looks like, I mean, it, it, it totally transforms. It doesn't, almost, it almost doesn't even look like a mythic legion anymore. No, it doesn't. It, um, where's that helmet from that Nikki put on there? I think it's gotta be from that as well. From this model Viking figure. I've never seen that helmet before. Now the horns, no, I, it's just an amazing piece. It's amazing. Horns resemble both our horns, but I'm not positive. They, that's what I'm thinking too, but like I don't want to say that for sure. Uh, Matt O'Toole posted um, Castle of Power Customs. Uh, if you're not familiar with Matt O'Toole stuff, I, I personally don't have any, which really frustrates me because i'm like it's why are you so stupid that you can't go to this website and just get this guy's stuff um these are going to be like the um he makes some really great like barbarian biking uh style heads and he's got one here with um a guy wearing it like he's got a wolf um helmet which actually just pretty much looks like a wolf head um, and then, then another just great barbarian and, and if you haven't seen matto tool stuff you you really need to go check it out because um, he does some amazing pieces. Yeah. Usually the detail in the head is it's, it's just it's very striking. Um, let's see. Did I send you guys the skeleton army builder with the snake? Um, so snake bottom half of its body and the bone wings. Yeah, it's the last one. Steve. Okay. I see it, yes. T-Wee-Lee. T-Wee-Lee. T-E-W-E-I-L-E-E. 
when a skeleton go ahead when a skeleton um, soldier gets part of Necronomus's power what do you guys think of that that's that's very cool i where the heck does he get that tail you know i don't know for sure i have a guess and i'm gonna guess it is something to do with aliens that that really looks like an aliens like a xenophobe's tail to me. Gotcha. And that's the but that's the only thing I can guess. But that thing is maybe one of the coolest customs I've ever seen. Yep. Hands down. No, pretty sweet. Amazingly sweet. I think it's pronounced T Way. That would make sense. Did I also send you guys uh, Brian Burke's um, character Von Villa Villatus? It is yeah. a blue. Yep. Yeah, okay. Good. Blue-looking um, uh, skeleton. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely amazing features on it. Um, he does a whole nice biography and, and talks about it. And he goes, "There's a Death Knight custom I've been working on. I clay sculpted the helmet, chest, and waist pieces." Um. Yes, the chest and waist can articulate to open the mouth um, because the, the, the chest, is, it actually looks like a face. And if you, obviously, if you bend them the right way, then the mouth would be open. Um, it looks kind of samurai-y to me in the armor. You know, there's a little bit of a samurai vibe. I don't know if it's the paint scheme or what, but man, it is cool. Brian Burke, you absolutely killed this thing, man. Mm-hmm. It, it is beautiful. Super sweet. And I think last but not least, I think the last one I sent you is probably going to be Andy Spinks, uh, Vampire Slayer, which yep. is is pretty fun because that's what Steve just showed us, the the armor that he's working on. Um, the recipe for this thing is absolutely crazy because as you guys look at that head, do you got any idea? I mean, just looking at it, where it came from? Hmm. Marvel Select Star-Lord. No, I would have never in a million years guessed that that was a Star-Lord. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> Did a great paint job on it, of course. And this thing, he just looks absolutely amazing from the standpoint of um, a, a amazing Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I can't. This is This is cool. He's got some pieces there that I've got, and I'm going to be doing... A different take, but the same thing. Yeah, which is fun. Absolutely fun. All right, guys, that's what I got for now. I got one little teaser. I did happen to purchase something from uh, from Jeremy Gerard uh, in the last couple days. I got a few items that I think I'll be getting by the time we have our next Legions cast episode, which I will love to share with you guys. That sounds like fun. Um. All right. Time to wrap this puppy up, huh? All right. Wrapping up Chapter 9. We're going to close the book on Chapter 9, Allegiance Cast. We uh, had some fun, talked about Mythic Legions like we always do. And uh, it's always fun, man. This this line is going to continue to bring us joy because we're not the type of people that get upset over a price and then get out of something that is such an epic thing to collect and, and to talk about and to discuss and to customize and to photograph and to all the other things 
Um, this is much more than a toy line uh, for us. This is this is just a ton of fun. So we're going to continue to enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you guys on the boards. And uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate MyActionFigureCustoms.com uh, for their sponsorship. Make sure you guys look forward to the uh, impending uh, giveaways for some of those uh, awesome heads. And uh, for your host, Stephen Bishotti, uh, co-host Travis Poles, I am Pete McCarthy. And until next time, we will see you guys in the land of mythos.